This podcast is the audio recording of the third video of a four video series from Adam O'Neill. Uh, I shot this in the spring of 23. I drove out to Manhattan High School in Kansas to meet Coach O'Neill, where he was the D coordinator at uh, Manhattan High School, where they had just won the Kansas State title there in the fall of 22. He now, at the time of this recording, coaches at Morton High School in Illinois, where he took the head coaching job. I guess he, he is a uh, Peoria, Illinois area native, and uh, now is doing an incredible job over there if you want to look him up. But if, if you like the sounds of this one and you want to see the video or you want to check out more stuff that we've shot over on the online clinic, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. Adam O'Neill back again. We're going to talk about third down. We've talked about first down and the importance of that and talked about how we kind of build a global pressure menu. Uh, this time we're going to get a little more focused on, you know, once we've won first down and we've, we've won that, that big situation, what can we do on third down? And, and some of the things we talked about, those tools that we have, uh, we're still going to apply, but we're going to try to use some of those and, and protect some of those in different ways. So first thing I want to talk about is, you know, when you get to third down, like we have, we have a whole process that we go through throughout the week. So, you know, talking about defensive coordinator and defensive staff work through um, or workflow. And, and for us, it starts on Saturday. We're going to put Friday to bed on Saturday morning. Uh, what I ask our position coaches to do is take 10 snaps, you know, take 10 snaps from the game the night before uh, and then make sure that, that we see those as a group. And, and I think important for that is that we t make sure that they are not just negative snaps. What I try to tell them is I want 60 to 40. I want 60 positive snaps to 40 negative. You know, and it's not a hard and fast rule. Uh, if you've got things that are problems, you gotta fix them. Uh, but there's a couple of things we want going on. I want to make sure that we're reinforcing all the positive behavior from Friday night. Okay. We want to make sure that we, we give kids praise and, and thanks and be grateful for those efforts and the things they've done in the offseason throughout the week. Uh, and I think also you got to consider the other kids that are in the room. Who is watching the film and who's going to learn from the film is probably going to be your underclass kids. And if you just get up and show them negative play after negative play and chew on a kid, uh, what good is that doing for the underclass kid? Right? He needs to see it done well. He needs to watch it so that he can recreate it. He needs to see it so he can go do it. He can visualize himself doing it well. I want those underclass kids and those kids that are learning, they're not quite there yet. They see more positive examples than the negative examples. You know, but again, you've got to fix problems. Right? We're not trying to avoid problems. You've got to fix them. But we want to see 60-40 is what we talk about. And you can go over 10 snaps, but, but you know, how long are you to keep the kids and really dig into uh, one play? Um, so we talk about 10 snaps, and then we're going to move on. And then on Saturday, you know, our uh, individual coaches do that. And then I try to put up team film. So as the, as the coordinator uh, moving on as the head coach, I'm going to take team film and show it to the whole group that way. And what we're going to look for is, like, situations more than techniques. Like, what is a situation that came up in the game that we either uh, handled really well or that we need to get better at. You know, so you're thinking about a two-minute situation, uh, an end-of-the-half situation, uh, a four-minute drill, um, understanding 
you know, showing how a penalty impacts a drive or a game, uh, understand those situations that we can all learn from. That's the only time that we come together and watch as a team. Um, and then I'm going to try to do a really good job in those situations, also highlighting our JV kids, our freshman kids that contribute on special teams. You know, I want them to, for the whole team to understand how important those special team situations are. So after we, we put it to bed and then we move on, you know, Sunday we're going to have a staff meeting. The defensive staff comes to my house, my wife cooks some dinner, okay, and then we all have assignment. We're trying to get out of there in two hours uh, and as fast as we can. We get out of there two hours. We're going to take most of Saturday off. Everybody go watch college football, most of Sunday off. We'll come back in the evening, you know, you go to church, you know, let those guys do that. And then, you know, because things are online, they can work at home. So what do, what do they bring to the meeting and what are we going to talk about at the meeting? So our D-line coach is going to have the offensive line scouted. You know, I, as the coordinator, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm going to look for the kids that jump off the film. Right? He's really going to dig into those five guys. He's going to have their heights, their weights, their numbers, right? and he's going to present uh, to the staff how do we want to match up. Do we like this four technique to the field, or do we like them over 76? You know, can we take advantage of somebody? They've got a pud, right? Or do they have a stud that, like, we got to put our best guy there? And we got to put him there because that kid's so good, we just got to match up there. Or other things that they're doing, like we like field and boundary looks from our four techniques. Uh, blessed to have two secondary coaches, one that used to be a, a head coach in, in college and in high school, and then another uh, really good young coach in, in the secondary they do a similar thing. They're going to come and present to the team who's their best receivers, what's their height and weights, what's their number, and like we want to know who's the dude, who's the guy that we got to make sure that we know where he's at uh, when it's you know when it's crunch time. They're gonna we got to be aware of that guy and the receivers, right? and they're going to do the same thing. Do we have a matchup issue? Do we have to match up on our corners on one of their guys? Do we have to flip fields, or can we play right and left? Can we play field and boundary? They're going to have an idea what do they like to do that. The other thing I like from those guys, um, and especially and we've been blessed in the secondary and our past secondary coach used to be an offensive coordinator too, is we like those guys to tell us, you know, what is, what is the offensive coordinator's philosophy and even more so, like, what's his character? Like, when you're watching film, what does this guy do that jumps out at you? Are they a momentum shot team? Are they a second in um, – second and short shot team? Do they have a play that they go to when, when they need something? Um, and then the other thing they're gonna talk about is, you know, what's our trips check for the week? So we'll play trips different from week to week. They're gonna have a really good idea, of like what's their plan? How do they wanna handle trips? Our inside linebackers coach, uh, Danny Greer is gonna come in, height and weight, and he's gonna tell us we're gonna read the guards this week or we're gonna read the backs this week. Most of the time we're gonna be guard reads and that's where we start. I think it's, it's hard to read guards to start with, so we make all our underclass kids read guards. And then I think it's as simple as can be. If you, you get a team that you're like, we can read the back this week, um, sometimes we'll do that against a flex team um, or an, an option team. Like, we're just going to put those backers on the fullback. You know, that's easy. See the ball, go to the ball. Uh, but, you know, the guards with all, all their movement, everything happened in front of them. I think I spent a lot of time with the inside backers on those guard reads. Super simple later to say, this week you're going to read the back. Uh, inside backer coach is going to pay attention to back alignment, and he's going to give us all the tells. You know, back's weak, they like this. Back's strong, they like this. Um, you know, does do they just slightly offset that you could see from the end zone or the inside backers? 
you know, he's going to do that. And he's in the box. He's our personnel guy. So he's watching everybody coming in and out. He's telling us when personnel comes out. So he's aware, 10 personnel, 11 personnel. He practices that um, as part of his film watch for Friday. Um, and then the other thing he does, he lives a little ways away, and this was something he kind of started, and um, it's been really good to us, is he lives a little ways away from school, and so he downloads lots of podcasts from teams we might see from their, their news. Um, you know, do they do, they, do a, 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 they have a channel or something that they're, they're doing weekly interviews? He listens to those in the car on the way there. And so, you know, sometimes he's, he's gotten us to some places where we knew some things that coaches had tipped off from, from interviews and different things. So he pays attention, teams across the state. He's a wrestling coach, and all those guys like building tournaments and all those things. Um, he, he lets us know how's everybody doing around the state. And so maybe if we got a week we think we can handle, we can start kind of looking ahead. And then I coach the outside linebackers. And then so as the DC, okay, I'm going to make sure that we know what we got to have done for the, the outside backers. But on Sunday night, what's their top formations? What's their top runs? Okay, and what's our initial game plan for first down? That can change up until Tuesday. Okay, we might add or take some things out by Tuesday, but first down, we want to have a really good idea when we go into Monday with a meeting with kids. If there's questions, that's my job. So if, if we've got things that, that our, our secondary coaches are concerned about because they want to cover everybody and we want to bring pressure, um, you know, I settle those concerns. You know, this, is, this pressure will be good. You might be on an island. It might be tough, but we're, we're going to give you help. We're going to bring pressure. Um, or they might say, like, we're, we're in trouble back here. Uh, we don't match up well. We're, we're concerned. You know, and then I've got to decide. Maybe we don't bring as much pressure. We got to double team somebody. Okay. So then Monday, the focus is win first down. So we're going to introduce our scout playbook and cover that in film and walk through with the players. And then we're just going to really introduce their passing game. Can we get lined up to their formations? Do the kids know our checks to trips? Are they going? To, we're not going to get too in depth into the pass game. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on Monday just on the run game. So when we go out. We'll have 25 top plays that we think we'll see. Um, and we're going to go through those, and we're going to try to be done with that in like a, in a half hour. Can we get lined up? This is what we think we're going to get. This, this is 25, you know, and, and, you know, 18 to 20 of those might be, you know, the same run out of some different formations. Can we get lined up? Can we introduce the passing game? Um, Tuesday, focus remains on first down. So we're going to do their first down scout book review. Uh, we do that inside. We do that in our team focus. And then in seven on seven, it's going to be what passes do we think we're going to see on first down. So play action. Uh, do they throw wide receiver screens, max pro shots? Um, and then we'll slow seven on seven down last five minutes. And then we're going to just introduce on Tuesday, this is what we think we're going to get on third down. And we might run four or five plays that we think we're going to get on third down. We do that a little slower at the end of seven on seven. And then if we need to, and some weeks you do and some weeks you do, don't, uh, we're going to introduce any specials, any outliers, empty, unbalanced, as we're going through and finishing seven on seven. We're trying to get to the Wednesday where we win third down. So we'll, we'll keep re, you know, reiterating first down. We do that in the inside period. Then we get to seven on seven. It's all our third down checks. So our simulated pressures, are we going to bring, uh, you know, man pressures? Are we going to bring zone pressures? 
we're going to run those pressures in seven on seven. We're not going to, you know, if we drop eight that week, we'll drop eight. But if we're going to run pressure that week, we're going to run the pressure in seven on seven. You know, and then, you know, it's always interesting. You know, sometimes we're OC and our quarterbacks get mad. You know, you blitz it in seven on seven. And my response is, you know, yes, and it should be really easy for you to hit the open space when when there's when you know it's coming. You can see him walking up and, and let it go. Get to your uh, check, and there's going to be an open area. Uh, but it's it's super helpful for us. I think I think really it's been good for our offense too. When we come in and then we pressure, and they see that all the time. We do it in seven on seven. They got to keep their feet and throw the ball, and we don't hit the quarterback. You got a free run through, um, but we're going to try to hit that and run fast and try to get the, a look like we think we're going to see. Then Thursday, we try to win the situation. So we're going to go through our scout books, uh, and we're going to have three sessions of team on Thursday. So as we go through, and we're going to try to sim, sort of simulate a game. So we'll go through first down scout book, you know, eight to ten plays we think we're going to get. And when we get there, you know, the other thing that, that we do, and this is, this is my head coach, Joe Sharts, is that no one talks on Thursday. Players do all the talking on Thursday. We don't, as coaches, unless it's like we got to fix something, they haven't got it, we're in trouble. We don't talk on Thursdays. The kids got to play. So on Thursdays, we go through, we put them in these situations. The kids are making their calls. They're making their checks. They're running through. Coaches stand on the sideline. Um, we're practicing our signals. Um, and then even we don't get on the headphones, but we stand next to each other and we talk like we're on the headphones. So if the change is personnel, our inside linebacker, here comes 10 personnel, here comes 11 personnel, um, and then everyone does their job like they normally do on the headphones. We practice that on Thursday. So first, we go through our scout book for run plays. We'll take a break. We'll go through a punt or a punt return, a special team situation. The offense will go out. Uh, we're, we're split platoon for the most part. They'll run their kind of first down uh, or their starters. We'll run a special teams. We'll come back. And then we'll get to our third downs scout book, you know, 10 to 12 plays we think we're going to see. Okay, another special team. We'll leave it. And then what we try to finish with is a special situation. And as coaches, we may go over this uh, together as a staff, but we don't tell the players the special situation. And the special situation is something different every week because it's hard to cover all those things you might see in a, in a high school game every single week. But maybe, you know, We'll try to each week cover a different situation. So, you know, everybody always runs their two-minute drill. We do those things too, but we'll try to give a different situation and then try to explain that to the kids. We'll call a timeout. We'll bring them over and say, here's the deal. You know, they've got four minutes. Uh, we're down by one score. They're going to sit on the ball. They're going to run slow. Hey, we've got to hit a pressure. We've got to get a negative. We've got to try to get the ball out and force them. Uh, or get ourselves into a position we can call a timeout and get the ball back. Or, you know, here's what it is. There's a minute left. The ball's on the 40. They got to get to the 25 to kick a field goal. And we'll play out that situation. Okay, and we might give them there. We got one timeout, you know, their timeouts. And then we'll give the we'll give the playbook to our JV offensive coordinator. And he goes in and he tries to call that play too. So he's getting practice too. And then on Thursdays before practice, that says the DC, that's when I begin game planning for next week. I'm done. I'm ready to call that game on Friday night. I'll watch, if it's the same opponent, I'll watch last year's film and try to see if I uh, pick anything up from the year before, how they attacked us. The other thing that we're going to do is, is, is we're trying to be specific at practice, how we get to 
pressure and then how we get ready. And then how can we handle teams that go really fast and can we handle these situations? So we'll, we'll practice what we do. So I'll stand out of the mix on most situations where we're going inside, seven on seven or team. I'll be out of the numbers. I might not go all the way to the sideline and I'll practice signaling. I'll practice, you know, can I communicate from there? And then our, our, our inside backers coach, our secondary coach or D-line, depending on the segment, they might be in the mix. They might be standing right behind their players. But we practice signaling from, from a ways, and we practice that daily. we got to be ready. We saw um, one, two, three. We saw at least four teams that were going really fast this year. So we, we don't wait till those teams to practice going fast. Right, we're going to do that every day. So, and then when we get to it, uh, what does the rest of my week look like? So before we get to practice, Monday, I'm going to finalize our first down call sheet. And then I'm going to begin getting ready for third down. I want to have third down ready for Wednesday and be a, do a really good job with that on Wednesday. And if we have to, we get a little bit of time on Thursday to keep going back over that. Um, and then I'm going to make sure that do we have a couple different calls or several calls to attack their protection? Or do we have to do something to, to cover, double cover guys? Right. We're going to make sure that we understand third down. Most teams have a screen point. Most teams have a pass point. When are we going to see screens? When are we going to see the ball come out? Um, do we have the, you know, the right coverage with the pressure to handle those things? And then most teams are going to have a point where they stop throwing the ball. Are we ready to handle that? Can we, can we line up in a base or a drop eight um, and then not give up a big run because you know, we were – uh, we were in a bad coverage for that. So ready for those situations. Tuesdays, I'm going to finalize that third down call sheet. And Wednesday, we're going to be ready to execute third down. And then throughout the week, I'm going to make sure that, you know, we're going to see a ton of different trips looks. Okay, do we have trips um, indicators from the back? So the back may dictate our coverage uh, from week to week. And are we ready to handle that? We talked about this a little bit in the first one. So, you know, one of the first ones we have is, is a man pressure. Um, can we get into these man pressures? Can, we want to be in a situation, if it's third and five, can, can we make sure that they can't just flick the ball out to a speed out or an access throw or a hitch or something like that? We have something, can we cover somebody up in those situations? Um, and then can we attack some of those pros? So when we talk about our buckets, our man pressures, um, or our groupings, are all guns. They're all guns or gun parts. So what that does is tells the secondary is that you're taking somebody out. Okay? If we call a, a gun pressure, okay, we're going to line up in cover zero. We're going to line up in cover one. We may be in two man, um, but we, we're going to make they understand guns equal man. And so... We'll like these on first down sometimes, um, and some of these we like on third down. We need it to be multiple because it's high school and we can't have this giant um, uh, playbook. Uh, we gotta have some usage out of this besides first and third down. Uh, sometimes we're gonna use these pressures to get into bear looks. Uh, and then we also like these sometimes, you know, if it's a screen. Sometimes it's easier just to chase chase a man if they, they throw a lot of screens. Sometimes when you're dropping out, you kind of give yourself into the screen, the guard comes, tackle comes out, okay, and you're spot dropping, and those guys are just running you down the field. So 
we're going to have some of those mans. So first one we introduced we call bullets, and that means both outside backers are going to come. Okay, our ends and our nose guard are going to pinch. We get into a bear uh, look. And so against the pass, you know, if it's a man pro situation, we get, you know, we're going to get a one-on-one -on -one somewhere. Uh, if it's not, if it's, if it's a slide, we're going to get one of our backers on your back off the edge. Uh, and so we're, we're going to get a lot of usage out of that. And so uh, we'll install that. I think the issue with this one sometimes is when we do this, we play cover zero. Um, and it's not, if you get two by two, and sometimes um, it can be a little easier to play like a, kind of a palms or a quarters, and you can do that too. But sometimes trips and different things, you got to make sure that, you, that you're covering everybody up. Another one we have for situational, uh, we call clips, and that tells our inside backers to blitz in the C gaps. Uh, and we're gonna pinch just like bullets. We really only like this in the like the, the red zone and really kind of the um, inside the 15 to 10 uh, area. This is not one that we like a lot where, where teams are kind of doing things to sprint to the edge in a hurry. And we feel like, you know, we're gonna bring pressure here. Um, we don't have a whole lot to lose. Uh, we're, we're gonna pinch. Uh, get to the next hip, and then our mic and our wheel are going to try to run through the C-gap unless they get fast flow away. They're going to try to read out of it. And what we tell our outside backers is just sit and squat. If you can get past, try to help out here and cut any kind of slant out here. And then the other thing we like about this when we do get into this, and it's not a ton, is you get lots of teams down here just trying to race to the pylon. So we're going to take our outside backers and they're going to squat and they're just going to react. But this one's way more situational. The other situational one we call barrel. And then we say like double barrel shotgun. We're going to play two man. Um, so this is usually end of the half, super third and long, depending on the OC and what they like to do. Um, end of the game. And then we like this too to get some other kids on the field in certain situations. We know the ball is coming out. They have to. Um, can we get a young safety, a young corner in the game to, to get out and, and, you know, it's almost recess. They're going to get out there and chase somebody around while we get two safeties helping them out. And everybody knows the ball is coming up in the air. But where we really like to start for third down is what we call ammo. And ammo is a double A gap blitz. You know, and then we've done this a lot of different ways. We've been doing it for a long time. Like in the in the install, this is what it looks like, and it doesn't always remain this way based on our kids and based on what we're seeing. But what we're going to do is we're going to line up and show the mic and the wheel in the A gap. Our nose and our end are going to work through just like they did in X Men through the tackle's hip into contain, and our end and our anchor are going to we call it sharing the back. So if the back's my side, I'm going to play banana technique like we talked about on the first down. I'm going to peel or I'm going to eat them. And the back's away. Right? I can play rat in the hole. And then we're going to rotate into cover one. Now, sometimes this is too much for our ends and our, 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 um, and our anchors. And so sometimes we're going to send them all and we're just going to vacate uh, this whole area. We'll vacate that low hole if we don't think we're going to get a bunch of man beaters um, and things coming across the middle. And, and then, so we'll just bring six, play cover one with our rat.
So we get here, we get like a 10 personnel look, and we talked about this before with the, you know, we have a pretty good idea. We get flat here, it's third and 10. <coughs> All right, this back is up. This looks like this is gonna be the side of the, the, the man side. All right, and the back's gotta make a choice here. And then, so, Outside backer, he's on the backside. He's gonna play banana rules on him. We're gonna work out. We're gonna work out. And then this is a situation where the, this kid couldn't handle it. Like he couldn't handle dropping into the hole. But most of the time, we're just gonna keep him in on the pressure. And so we get, you know, we get everybody sliding down inside. Right, 17 is going to try to pick up the double A gap here. And then we get our outside backer running free, coming off the edge. Right, and we get a sack here. This is where we talked about trips indicators. And we, we feel like a lot of times when we get this back weak, it's so he can get into protection and maybe scat out. And they can get two main games coming here. So a lot of times this tells us, you know, if we want to bring two off the edge, this is this is we got to be careful on this side because the back might be out. Uh, but okay, so we like it, you know, to run this ammo look, and we get double a gap because this is, we're pretty sure we're going to get a man look out of the O line. So we're walked up, and again, our outside backer is going to do a good job. He's going to say, I got to banana rule this. I'm going to eat him or peel with him. And as 17 steps up to take the A gap, okay, he knows I can keep on working on the pressure, and nobody picks up the edge, and he's coming free. We're a little late to push the D line over. And then sometimes, you know, week to week, we might have a way that we can, you know, dress this up a little bit. I think we got one here. Yep. The nose here, I think this is where we got a big guy here. We're just gonna play this with the, the nose and our will. They're gonna work into the A-gaps, but it's the same pressure. And again, we got the outside linebacker coming off the edge. He's going to bury the tailback into the quarterback's face. Quarterback does a good job, stands in here, throws the ball, puts it on time. But we're putting a ton of pressure. We're still going to hit on the quarterback. And we're better here. We dropped. Uh, 21 is going to recognize backs away from me. Uh, I'm the dropper. So he's going to drop into the hole. Our free safety is a little low, I think, because we're in the red zone. Like him a little bit deeper here. And kid in the slot makes a good play, but we like the pressure. It's still, the pressure hits home. We get a hit on the quarterback. They do a good job executing. All right, so those other examples, all right, we're going to get everybody coming down. 
right, to take that extra pressure and our outside guys come free. This time we're going to get a mistake somewhere on the inside. The guard is going to step away from the A-gap. Got a double on our, on our three. We get two guys and the backer away from the slider of the center gets to run free. And we're going to hit the quarterback. You know, in some years we're better at playing cover one and we like this more than others. You know, we started off thinking we were going to be pretty good playing cover one this year. Um, and then what, what happens this year is, um, this is a couple of years, we're kind of short in the secondary and it, it hurt us. So even when we were getting these pressures through, some kids were making some plays. Uh, but uh, we see here, pressure is pretty effective. Uh, we're getting run throughs, we're hitting the quarterback. Another look here. Uh, we're going to get a little bit closer, almost thought we we're going to get some kind of, you know, when they got under center here, this was a typical look we got. We're going to double A gap here and look for this tight end in the seam. Going to run through and put the quarterback on his back again. The center goes one way. We're sending two backers. Can't pick them both up. You know, and this is one of those situations we felt like, you know, third and third and long. Uh, we, we don't, we like this. If we get into, you know, the run game, this is good. This is not far off our, our run pressure when we're running X-Men. We're getting double A-gap against the zone. Uh, but this is a team that would throw the wide receiver screens and see if those guys can make a play in space here. And that's what we get. Uh, and then everybody's manned up. Uh, and we're going to run. They're going to hit. You know, run to the bubble, right, and we're okay. Right, zero yard gain. They complete it, but we get through there. The other thing we'll do is sometimes to try to protect this is we might call it, and we'll try to run it from depth. So week to week, that's what we'll talk about. You know, this week we might run it from depth. This is a common opponent we see every year. The year before, hey, we were up there. We were showing it over and over. And they started checking the slide, and we didn't like it as much. Sometimes you don't want them to check the slide. And so, uh, you know, another thing you'll have, you know, is, is technically, like, we want our big nose guard here to, like, work out and contain here. And so that, that wasn't going to be good for him. So we're going to run the same pressure here. He's just going to stay in the A-gap. This backer is going to work through the A-gap. He can work inside out contain and then all we say here is ammo x or ammo flip and the the inside backer and the nose are just going to switch jobs but we get fast pressure in the a gaps okay? and even against the zone hey, we're in good shape here right, tough to run that inside zone we get two guys in the a gap So slide over and show, uh, show 40. Uh, normally, this would be the path that we take, both inside backers and the A-gap, these guys out. But you got to understand your kids. This is going to be a tough ask for this nose guard. A big kid, he's a fantastic uh, zero technique, but asking him to slide over and get into contained through the B-gap is probably too much. 
So we'll just switch jobs. He'll take the A gap. Inside back, he'll take the B gap. Okay, we get a run through, okay, and we get a sack. You know, if we get those run throughs, like we'll keep doing it. If we're if you're going to keep the same protection going, right, this is the same night we're seeing multiple clips of this. Like we'll keep running it and running it and running it. We get to this third down situation. Hey, you, we don't have to get out of this. Hey, if we can match up with you hey, and you're having trouble and you're pass pro, we'll keep running it. Hey, and then being able to switch it. One week we might play up and show it, and then this week is we thought they knew us pretty well. If we got up into it, they checked the slide. Hey, it wouldn't be as good. We like this pressure against them, against their man pro, and we're going to get run throughs again. We felt like we matched up pretty well with their receivers in our secondary. Uh, and here's an example. Uh, we're going to make sure that you drill this. You know, 25 here has got to be the peel guy. Uh, you got to make sure that that kid out there is, is a good enough athlete to do it. He's a little late here. Uh, our safety's going to clean it up. But it, you know, it's, it's second and 14. Five yards is not going to kill us here. Uh, they complete the pass. Get out there. We're in good shape there. I think you see it like multiple times. People are going to miss when we're going to run this. Like where are they, you know, and we get some confusion against, you know, how are they going to pro this? You know, here, I think probably should get slide. The tackle's wrong, and now we get a B gap run through here. Right. Hey, quarterback gets loose, but right, this, is, this is pretty tough here. We're getting run throughs, and he's not getting uh, comfortable sitting in the pocket and throwing, and they got some pretty good receivers. You know, and then can you, you know, second and seven here, team that throws hitches, throws sticks, can we get up on them and make sure that we make these tougher throws? You know, here I'd like to be a little tighter. But that's why we like this call here. Right, we, we get an open look. We think they're going to throw the hitches, right, get a bunch back. Right, they get this one complete, but... You know, that's that's the emphasis there. Make it tough. You know, and again, we talked about some of these things. You know, do you have these pressure tools? And then I'll just show these again quickly. You know, these double-A gap cross dogs and these other things, they work towards third down. And when we get to them, you know, and we have all these other things, and we have these double A gap pressures. We can get to what we call magic, and magic is our show front. And so, magic means when we tell these kids, and we talked about being a concept defense. Magic means we're gonna we're gonna get to a magic show. We're gonna show the O line and the quarterback a picture, and we're gonna magically disappear. And that's how we we teach it. And so, what they do is, you know, this is a formation for us on defense. If we call magic, the Mike and the Will are gonna go up into the A-gap, they're gonna show ammo, and then we are gonna execute whatever call uh, that we make. So we'll start here, and then get to where we need to get uh, on one of our base calls. So uh, we're gonna simulate pressure, 
you know, some people talk about simulate pressure is, you know, you're going to simulate bringing everyone and then only bring four. We'll bring four or we'll bring five. And then so sometimes if it's a team, you know, they'll, they'll check, right? They'll see it and they'll try to get to a quarterback run or speed option, try to get outside of that, that simulated pressure. But here, okay, we get something like that. We've run ammo early in the game and on third and seven, they go quarterback sweep. And so we like that a lot better than, you know, figuring out a way to throw the ball down the field. You know, they'll get three yards on a quarterback sweep. Okay, backer's gonna bounce out of there. Hey, and run to the ball. Hey, our safety's got his eyes in the backfield. Hey, we're going to get there, hey, and now we're going to punt. You know, and then the other thing it does is it protects our base calls. And so we talked about this in the first down, and you know, and then how useful blade is or being able to come from the boundary. You know, this is our base call, and this was our empty check for the week for this team. We felt like we were going to get. We're going to get a crosser, and we're going to get four verts. So we're going to play fence this across. We're going to get, you know, everybody on the on the numbers, the hash, the hash, and the numbers. And we're going to get inside backers dropping. Right, we're going to look, you know, like we're playing our, our base quarters, and we're going to play drop eight. And we're going to creep into this. Right, and our outside backer does an awesome job. He's a great hammer rip. And he's going to run free. He's just got to win on that tackle. You know, but if you're going to run that all the time, how do, how do you protect it? How do you give different looks to the team so it's harder for them to ID and, and harder for them to figure out how they want to attack it? So same call here. We're going to go blade or a bench creeper, but we're going to show ammo. And so what we're going to see happen is all these offensive linemen are going to squeeze down, protect their interior gap. Right? And 29 is going to creep into this, and no one's going to see him. And he runs free because right? everybody's protecting those inside gaps. And don't let the free runner come in the A-gap. We've already hit him with A-gap pressure. And now we're kind of coming from the edge. You know, and this is, not, this is not hard. And this is one of the things I think it's fun for the kids. They enjoy this. You see this a little bit on Sundays. You're going to see this. Uh, on on Saturday sometimes, and you're gonna have some fun then when you get to third down. And you know, here's an example: we get to it, we're gonna show pressure. Hey, they're gonna get into a run. Hey, and then our, you know, we're able to run the ball. Our free safety's got his eyes. He's showing cover one, but he's really he's playing zone. Hey, we're gonna work right to it. Hey, and we just, hey, we're gonna take this sweep or this jet sweep. Hey, and they're going to get a couple yards, and it's no big deal. Other one we have is, is what we'll call wizard, and that's just like magic, and we take all that bucket. It's all, it's all magic terms, and wizard just tells the inside backers, walk up in your gap. Just walk up and show. And then it's the same rules because this is magic, Right? It's a magic category. Okay? You gotta magically get back to where you came from. You gotta start there, show them one picture, disappear, and give them another picture. So same thing here. Mike and Will, instead of walking up in the A-gaps, they walk up over the guards. Okay? We're showing the ability to bring seven here, <coughs> but we're just gonna bring four. 
we're going to execute our, our number one install. We're going to bring him off the edge. He's going to run free. Okay. They're going to run some type of quarterback run out of it. And it's okay. It's second and 20. They get a few out of it. And we're really okay. we're playing zone in the secondary. We'll match that pretty well with the bubble out here. Uh, and we dropped out. We can see the quarterback as he gets loose. Uh, no big deal. So we're, we're trying to, you know, do things really simply for our kids that, that create confusion for our opponents. So here we're going to run spear. Okay, we talked about this. This is just field creeper. All right, so we're going to come off the edge here. But we start in a position where we, okay, we're up and we're showing these guys coming. And, you know, the thing, we got to make sure that the reason why I showed you ammo first is if you're not willing to bring, you know, six-man pressure, you know, those things, like this doesn't work. This doesn't fool anybody. You're not going to fool um, anybody if you never bring it. So you got to be willing to bring it as well. Um, but we like this, you know, again, to, to protect some things that we do well. You know, we're, we're showing, we're probably in a man look here. They check the fade. Uh, maybe the right call, uh, but we're going to bail out of there. Tough to see here, uh, but we're almost going to pick this ball off because the corner's already getting out of there. Uh, here's a look. So we're magic, so we're going to show ammo, but we're going to bring field pressure. Uh, and this is one where uh, with a little, little problem, uh, and this one's important for everybody to understand if, if you're trying to do stuff like this. So we almost get the pressure there. Right? We're going to force the quarterback out of the pocket, but we don't get movement nearly hard enough from our, our four technique who's down in a two. So from the end zone, you know, normally he's going to be lined up here. If we call it spear, he's working contained here. He's got a much longer way to go now. Right? So he's got to really understand uh, where he is going, uh, where where am I trying to get to, uh, and I got to get there. And it's okay if I'm getting there late and I'm not, uh, um, if I don't get there in a hurry. I'm not really part of the initial pressure. I'm going to get to contain late. And so he's going to take path of least resistance, and he doesn't work outside, and our pressure pushes the quarterback. If he would have got outside where he's supposed to go, He's probably got a sack that he didn't work real hard for. Instead, we're going to give one up there. So, you know, you can work that on cans. You can work that on different things. Uh, we like on Wednesdays at the end of 7-on-7 seven seven to take go good on good with our, our front seven versus our offensive line. And we'll just go good on good, blitz pickup, and we're going to run our looks for the week, and they're going to run their pass pros for the week, and then practice some of these things live. You know, and that usually works better good on good if you can. So we talked about this as a first down pressure that, that, that also really good, you know, against, you know, if you got some sort of man protection, right, this is arrow. 91 is going to execute the long stick, 30 behind him. We get through. You know, and now how can we give this look a different way? Can we get into this and get this run through? So 
So here we're wizard. So both inside backers are walked up. And we're going to execute the same thing. And I think you can do this from whatever, whatever, your, whatever your scheme is. As long as you're willing to bring six or seven sometime, you can build these, these show fronts or these up fronts however it fits for you. Whether that's walking up in a double A gap, walking up in B gap. You know, sometimes you can put all the, the bigs on one side. Um, you can build that and then just execute your normal calls. Now, we looked a long time ago. We were looking at some of these years ago, and, and somebody had all these different rules. They're going to walk up, and if this happens, then they do that, and this happened. And a couple years ago, we listened to Scotty Hazleton at K-State talk about some of these pressures, and, and there was some cool stuff, and um, it was a fun clinic. Um, but at one point, and, and I think he just, I, I don't know if it was part of the presentation or just kind of a thought in the middle of it, he says, you know, you could just walk up into some of these fronts, and just run your stuff and your kids won't know the difference and it was just like light bulb like oh we can do all kinds of cool stuff and then you know i might be trying to attack a guard or a tackle try to attack a, a pass pro scheme the kids don't really know it and the other thing it does is when you know sometimes some of those things you see on tv on saturdays and sundays you get all these picks and you know the penetrator and different things a lot of the high school d linemen that's, that's going to take a lot of work it's going to be really difficult for them it's much easier, I think, for the linebackers to start executing loops than those D linemen. Those D linemen are going to have a harder time, and you're probably not going to have that caliber of athlete at a high school most of the time. And, and we've got pretty good athletes, but that would, sometimes that's you know week to week when you're seeing so many different schemes, you know, to execute some of those twists and some of those stunts. You know, instead, like this just builds into what we do. All our linemen know how to slant. They know how to play a gap technique, and they all know how to angle. Or work a long stick that we're just going to get them in position where we want them you know and I think the other thing is you know we can show this okay we show this pressure without vacating the zones because we're going to drop out here you know and here's a good one we're, we're trying to attack this guard here He's the only guy that looks like a human being. The rest of them are, are giant. So we're going to get up. We're going to run arrow. We almost get through. Um, but the thing we had to be aware of is this tight end was really good. And if we were going to vacate the middle of the field here, okay, running pressure, okay, they were going to get him the ball. And so we're able to drop out our mic, get it underneath. Our safety's over the top. And this is a tight window. Really good quarterback. Um, but he's still a high school kid. And we get out of this one on third and 13. I almost get the pressure, and sometimes that pressure is just as valuable, right? Can you get the quarterback to move just a little bit? It's not always going to be a sack. Um, can you get the ball out of his hands, uh, make him uncomfortable? Those things are just as important. All right. And then because, you know, you know, we're talking about this all the time, like we're going to get out of here as corners. We know the pressure's coming. And the thing we talked to the corners about, you know, and this is similar, we talked to them about hot pressure, is when we show these up fronts, like a common check would be to fade. All right, what's, what's the OC is going to do? You're going to see this up there, this pressure, you're going to catch the ball, throw the fade, get out of it. And so make sure your corners understand, you know, when we call, when we call ammo, when we call wizard, when we call these things, okay, there's a real possibility that they're going to see, uh, see fade here. 
Hey, we're pretty comfortable running shoulder to shoulder. Hey, get a hit on the quarterback here. Nothing going on. Hey, we understand the situation. So here's the other pressure we talked about last time. Here's Superman. Right. Same deal. This is this is base install. Our freshmen do this, and we get really good at it. Later on, we're going to come from the field here. And so now we're going to walk up. Right. We're going to show double A gap. We run double A gap in this game. Right. And we're going to execute Superman from this from this alignment. We're going to talk about this. This is a defensive formation. Show ammo, walk up. Get back to your base gap. And you see here, hey, we're going to walk inside. And so you, you get these games built in. And, and I don't think our kids even understand like they're running these games as much. And so here we're going to get double long stick. They just know, he knows, I got to get back to this backside. I'm the nose. I'm on a two technique. I got to get to this A gap. I'm the four. At normally, I would have to get to this A gap. Right, and so you get these games built in, right, and the kids don't know. They just know I got to get back to my gap. And so we get both those guys coming across. We get double long stick. Our Mike's going to work around and loop, flush the pocket. And again, I think we got the same kid here. But this is, you know, this is important to understand. Like this is, hey, where does he need to be in this? Normally, he's got to get out here. If he'll get to where he's supposed to go and get there late instead of trying to think about, you know, I imagine, you know, here he's thinking, we're bringing pressure, I'm going to get a sack. Well, he'll get a sack on this one if he just does his job. The pressure's coming from over here. It's going to force the quarterback to him, but he's got to work together. He doesn't do a good job there. Similar deal. All right, we get the quarterback out, and he makes up for a late. Right, but those are things you got to work on if you're going to do this stuff. So here we're going to walk up. We're wizard. Backers walk. That's all that means. Wizard, walk up, walk in your gap. Right, and now we're going to execute Superman. So I play my Superman rules. Right, the Spartan peels. You know, and then where are we doing this from? Third and 16 here. You know, this curl, right? is it open? Yep. Right? But what happens? The pressure, right? going to force the quarterback to the left. Right? Quarterback's moving to the left from the right hash. Right? Not usually good shape. Right? He believes in his arm more than he should. Doesn't get his feet set because of the pressure. Right? And even if he does catch this ball, right? we're right there. Right? And we're good. Right? It'll be fourth and eight. At this point, we're in good shape here. So we've still got pretty good coverage, right? and we still got pretty good pressure here, even if we don't get to the quarterback. Right, similar look here. We're walked up. It's wizard. Right, and we just get straight run through here. Right, here's another one we do. We're going to bring the corner off the edge. Right, we call this Cobra, right, and this is really right, not much different than Blade. Right, we think we get this back weak here. Right, he's going to, this is going to be their man side. We're going to do everything we can on third down to attack the back. Right, that's most, most of the time, that's going to be the weakest link. Right, what can you do to attack the back and pressure? 
So we're going to bring the outside backer. We're going to bring the corner. Um, you know, what, what we've done, what we started to do here, we get one here. So we're going to walk up. Um, this is our sideline. Uh, and this is, for whatever reason, whenever we run this pressure on the far sideline, the corner never gets the call. And so we've started, like, we're only going to run it on our sideline. Uh, this is probably me right here, and I'm probably reminding the corner because they don't go very often, once or twice a game. But when they're on our sideline, hey, it's Cobra. Let's go here. Hey, Chris, let's get after it. So we could do it. You know, and what are we doing all these show fronts? We're running the same things I showed you on first down. Uh, does it, it's going to create different games, um, and then we're going to still uh, just execute our base and get lots of confusion there. Okay, and then we drop out onto zone. Right, they complete the pass. Right, but we're going to drop out with eyes on the ball. Our mic's going to go tackle the screen. Here's the other one we showed, and this is simple, and we've, we've loved this forever. It's just that the bullets issue that I started with is we're going to bring both backers, okay, get down into a bear, pinch into bear, okay, and then we just feel like we can get a one-on-one -on, -one on the edge somewhere. And usually our outside backers are pretty good here. Okay. This kid was pretty dynamic, uh, enjoyed pass rushing, you know, get off the ball, you know, but it's not, you know, he, we're not freak status here either. You know, he's, he's 5'11", 6 foot. You know, 185 pounds, playing really hard, uses uses hands really well, and can come in and attack. And he wins a one-on-one, -on -one. and that's all we want out of bullets. Win a one-on-one -on -one somewhere. You know, and then here we go again. Can we run bullets from these show fronts? Yep, we line up in it. All right, and then all these different angles are created for the O-line, and different pictures we're going to see for the quarterback. And sometimes you're going to see it, you know, how fast the quarterbacks are to get to a position to run and chase, and sometimes check it underneath, and that's fine. And really, and that's something we'd say that's a win. You checked it underneath, hey, on third and long, hey, we're good. Check down, we'll come up and tackle. So here's some of the examples I talked about. So barrel, and, and we just work on this. This is just Thursday. This is not a super time-consuming and a huge investment. We're going to bring in some other kids. And what we like to do on this one is take our outside backers and make them the four techniques. Right? We're going to get our nose out and our, our worst four technique, take our best four technique, put them at nose. And this is our, call this our cheetah package. Our safety is going to play cover two. Right? Understand the situation late in the game here. It's third and three. Right? And these guys are going to work right? inside to out. So we're going to protect against run. Hey, we're going we're gonna to crash into the B-gap, and if we get past what we think, hey, we're going to loop outside, and these guys, hey, our, outside, or our inside backer is going to share the back and the quarterback. And so sometimes that turns into a pressure on its own. You know, 30 doesn't do awesome there. It drops out. But what we'd like to see here, 29 does a pretty good job. He's going to get into pass rush. 25 is going to get to contain. I would like the mic to sit on the running back here. 
and this okay, and our will to be working with the quarterback. And so drop it out of there. Okay. Almost complete this pass. Okay. They don't. We got a safety there. Right. We're going to take home our silver trophy here in, in a few seconds. This one we do a little better job. Right. Our Mike and Will are going to share. So back's on my side. I got the back. Quarterback's in front of me. I got the quarterback. Let's get a three-man pressure. Right. They're going to sprint out. We're going to work to it. Everybody's covered up. We got two man. If something happens, something spooky happens, they get one loose there. We got two safeties to run at the end of the game. And so handling the situations. So all the way back to the first one, what did we talk about? We talked about players, situations, and then play design and play calls. And so having some of these calls for for these different situations, uh, I think is huge. So wrapping up, I, I think you know anybody could do this. You know as long as you're willing to bring some six man pressure. You know, you can build that up front or that show front, what we call our magic front, you know, however you like. And the rules are, if you're, if you're concept based, you know, just get back to your original call. You know, tell the guy, if you know, you know, this is my favorite pressure, these are my favorite two or three pressures, you can line them up anywhere and then get to it. And then you create all kinds of other things. You can create movements. Um, and as long as those are in some of your packets, you probably already have some things we are going to spike your your D-line, you probably got some things where you're gonna run a long stick. If you can do those two things, you can line these guys up in different places as long as you don't move them too far and then get them back where they're supposed to go and then build these simulated pressures, you know, really simply. And, and it doesn't take, a, we, once we know how to get lined up for ammo, you know, we can do this. We can do all these different, and we could build different ones too. Right? So, uh, you know, these are things that, that, that anybody can do. So next one we're going to get to, we're going to get to our three safety uh, installation and how we do that and how that's changed some of the things that we're doing. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you at the next one.